as we read God's Word and, and we have some uh, time alone with God, and I encourage everybody to have that every day by themselves. You can have it as a family, but each and every one of us needs a little time by ourselves with Almighty God. As we read His Word, we discover some things uh, that God gives us. A lot of times, we as Christians, and let me, before I go in, let me, how many in here know what's going to happen this next year? Anybody? Well, I, if somebody raised their hand, I told them, must have crystal balls. Because the only one who knows is God. You and I are going to face things maybe this year and experience things this year, this year that are not too, too pleasant especially uh, as a church and especially as individuals. But the day we were saved, everything changed in our lives. You remember that? How wonderful it was to feel the presence of God for the, for the first time and, and, and experiencing Him and His love and His touch in our lives. And what happens is sometimes as we get go along as Christians, we start to move away. We had this little bit in our Sunday school class this morning. We start to move away from God for some reason, for, for reasons, a lot of reasons. And our faith starts to wane a little bit. And we, we think in our mind and our heart, what's happening to us? Why is this changing? Why doesn't God, why don't I feel the presence of God in my life? And, and God, why is why have you moved away from it? Well, let me share something with you. God hasn't went anywhere. But what we tend to do is we start to lose touch with God because for a lot of things that are happening in our lives, and we start worshiping or spending our time with other gods. And the day we were saved, God, we became new people in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And what we've done uh, is we let other things, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to use this mic. Can you hear me? There we go. And, and for some reason, Life is not exciting anymore as it used to. That's not God. God tells Timothy in, in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. He starts out, and remember, Timothy's a young pastor. He's experiencing a lot of things in his life at this time. And so Paul wants to encourage him, and he says, Timothy, he says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the commandment of God, our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ, which is our hope. Unto Timothy, my own son in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. And so Paul is telling Timothy, he's saying, Timothy, you're facing some things in your life. And, and you're facing challenges that you've never experienced before. And what happens in our life is, as life goes on, things start to change a little bit. And there are challenges that come in our life. 
And because of those challenges, we start to, our relationship with God gets a little colder and colder. He was, uh, Timothy was going to have to uh, tackle tough assignments. <coughs> he was half Greek and he was half Jew. In other words, he was a biracial child, as we might use today. And so some of the church people were looking down at him. And Paul is telling Timothy, he's saying, Timothy, it's going to be tough. Things are going to happen in your life that are going to be tough. And what we tend to do when it gets tough is we want to take a step back and we want to get out of, out of the situation. And because we think God has put us there, and sometimes He does, we want to drift away from God a little bit. I'm going to share something with you. There's going to be challenges in your life this year. There's going to be tough assignments in your life this year. There's going to be discouragements that are going to come in your life this year. There's going to be uh, all types of things that want to pull you away from God. And God says in His Word, in His Word and Paul is telling Timothy this, Grace, mercy, and peace are the things that God has given His children to be able to cope in the world that we have to cope in. Because remember something, this is not our home. Okay? We don't belong here. We're just walking through this world. We're just passing through. Our home is in the presence of God in heaven. But He says, you're going to have to tarry there a while. But I'm going to give you some things that will enable you to be able to grow, to thrive, to have happiness, to have hope, to have encouragement, to have the strength to be able to face what you're going to have to face in this new year. Paul learned this. He was a killer of Christians. He wanted to put him in jail and God stopped him and said, Paul, you're doing something wrong. And so then, guess what happened? Paul became the one who was shipwrecked. Paul became the one who was in prison. Paul became the one who was stoned. Paul became the one who was beat. But in all of that, Paul is telling Timothy, you need to remember where you came from, where the starting point in your Christian law. And it came, number one, by the grace of God that he put into your life, in my life. Listen, Christian, from the day I was saved, the only way God deals with me is in grace. And when I discover that, you say, Brother well, I've had sickness. Listen, God will never forsake us. God will never leave us. God will always be there. And he said, I'm going to give you the grace to be able not just to survive, but to thrive in this world that is not your home. And when I discover that as a child of God, then things start to change in my life. Oh, we remember grace. That's God's unmerited love. He sent his son to die. I'm saved by grace, okay? Let me share something with you. That's good. But I got something that's just as good. Not only am I saved by grace, I live my life by grace. In other words, when I'm experiencing something, I need to stop and come to the realization that I'm in the love of Almighty God in my life. Everything I come to face in life. 
Grace doesn't come by intellect. Grace doesn't come by status. Grace does not come by prestige. Grace comes because God loves you and me. And it doesn't matter what this world says, what this world preaches, what Satan tries to tell, tell me, whatever situation I'm in, I need to understand, if I'm going to make it as a child of God, then I have to I have to build my life in the presence of God and say, God, I know what, to, I may not know what's going to happen next year, I don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow, God, I don't know what I'm going to face, but I do know one thing. Love me. And that, when we start to discover that in our life, first of all, it's unlimited. You can't outlove God. Okay? It, it, it is always there for a child of God. It is never exhausted. It is always sufficient. It is never depleted. And it cannot be measured. Give your son to die for me. We'll get to point our lives sometimes and sit down and we'll throw our hands up and we'll say, God, why? Why me? And God says, I want you to understand something like that. You'll discover why one day. Maybe. But you have to live your life by faith. And you must understand, though, brother, whatever I put in your life, whatever you think you're having to face, is because, is because I love you. Yes, that's it. And he said it is always sufficient. So when I say something this year that I don't understand, I need to back up, I need to sit down, and I need to talk to God. of his love and presence in my life. Do you realize? Do you do this? God says, I'll give you the wisdom. I'm going to show you how much I love you. I love you this. In it is all about myself. It is from the mouth of the living God. Not a good God. But the God that saved me from me. And he spoke it for us. Not for some creature that sits behind the pulpit. He's not the only one that it. Every child of God can, dis- can discover the God that he worships in the world. And God has never left anything else. But he says, you need worship? Talk to God. Because we don't go to the listen to the world. But I'm not I'm sure it's not real. The way things are going right now, you will find in the world. Is there strength and courage that you need? Are you facing something that you need the guidance of that is so overwhelming in your life that you're going to, that you're just simply going to quit? And God says, I have the Holy Spirit. I want you to see how God works the Holy Spirit. Not only did he save us to see his son, 
Then he gave us his word so we could know who he was and worship and serve him. And then he gives us the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit lives in our heart. Can I ask you a question this morning? When's the last time in your life that you've had the anointing of the Holy Spirit in your life? There are a lot of Christians who are weak today. There are a lot of Christians who are seeking some kind of guidance and some kind of strength. And, and they're, they're mulling around in a, in a mud hole of life because they haven't discovered inside of them is the presence of God. The Holy Spirit who was there in Genesis at the creation. The Holy Spirit that made you and I new. The Holy Spirit that wants to walk with us and talk with us and encourage us and strengthen us. And we won't even take the time to let the anointing of the Holy Spirit come into our life and change us into something that is simple out of this world. That's like me going home and, 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 and living in my bedroom at home. And I nail living in the rest of the house, and I say, I tell everybody, well, like the marriage license, I know we're married right here. But when I have a relationship with her, when I experience her, when I communicate with her, when I listen, then that changes everything. And that's what God wants you to have. Is a, is a presence in the anointing of His Holy Spirit. And I'm going to share something with you. Baptists can have it just as good as anybody else Where do I get my security? God's grace. It applies to God's sovereignty. God is God. Somebody asked me one time, what's the definition of God? I said, God is God. There is no other God. He is supreme. He is the maker. He is the uh, one that gives us life. He's the one who gives us salvation. He's the one that we're anointed by the Holy Spirit. He's the one that keeps us facing every day of our life because of His amazing grace, so sweet to sound, that saved a wretch like me. I'm proud. I'm glad you say it. I'm asking you, you have you experienced the grace of God in your life? But God the same thing as He was in the midst of The next word is mercy. Paul is telling Timothy, Timothy, if you want to be the preacher that God's called you to be, if you want to be uh, the person that God's called you to be, you need to understand that you've got God's grace. And next, Timothy, you've got the mercy of the living God. Listen, folks, it don't matter what this world says. It don't matter that this world is going to uh, hell in a handbasket. It don't matter about anything. I know one thing, and you know one thing. We've been washed in the blood of the living uh, uh, 
lamb. And because of that, because of God's mercy, I can stand and I can praise the living God who gave me life, who gives me life, who's going to give me life next year and throughout eternity because of God's mercy in my life. Now, I hope you've experienced that mercy. Two things are essential in order to have mercy. Number one, seeing the need. And number two, being able to meet that need. God sees, feels, and acts. In other words, He's the one who can take the mercy and bring it to our life and give us a life that has need to Him. A lot of times we'll say, God, why aren't you, uh, why haven't you done this? Why haven't you answered this prayer that I've been praying for you? God whispers in our ears, because of my mercy. I do. Because of my mercy. I want you to accept Because of my mercy. Christian assurance that I don't know what's happening in my life this year. I don't know what's going to happen in your life. And I don't know what's going to happen in your life in this church. But there's something appealing that you and I live in the mercy of the living God. And I'm not sure if that means. Can you have to? Can you have to? Can you have to? Somebody asked me the other day, how do you know why I keep saying it? I said, because I was going to be in case. And he said, well, explain that to me. I said, I can't explain it to you. But I know the day that the Holy Spirit can get you in my heart. And I know the day he has all the time. He said, well, the Lord, he has a church. I said, I And I knew when I fell at my knees. And I grabbed the preacher's hand and told him I was a sinner. I was burdened. Burdened with guilt. And my life didn't have any meaning. But I know that day when I went down that aisle, when I asked him to come into my life, I was just In other words, 
if I haven't accepted Christ as my personal Savior, if I haven't received the grace of God through His Son Jesus Christ, and if I haven't experienced the mercy of God, then I'll never be able to have this peace. It is something that nobody can manufacture. It is something this world cannot give. That's the reason we can't give a definition for it. The only way we can tell, tell people is because I've, ex I've experienced God's grace and I've experienced God's uh, mercy. And because of that, I'm at peace. Some people wonder how Christ is able to... to to live three and a half years in, in his ministry and from talking to him and people laughing at him and people uh, uh, wanting to kill him and eventually they killed him and, and listen folks, he went to the cross, they didn't nail him to the cross, he went to the cross because he loved us, okay? Now, how was Christ able to, to experience that kind of peace? Because the Bible says time after time after time, he went to the mountaintop and prayed. In other words, he had a relationship with the Father. He knew what uh, this is all about. Christian, I'm going to share something. I don't want to blow your, uh, uh, bust your bubble this morning, but you're not the most important person in this world. The next person that you and I bring to the, to the salvation experience between for Jesus Christ, that's the most important person in the world. You and I are saved. We already eaten at the table. We're already at the place where God is going to gift us with everything. We've already got something. What we need to discover is we need to share this peace so that somebody else will have it. And that's the reason this church is here. And that's the reason Christ died. We're here to, so people can discover what grace Mercy and peace is, and I'm not the most important person in this room this morning. And you're not either. Peace means to be bound. That's a strange word. It means to be joined. It means to be weaved together. It is an assurance, a confidence of who we are. I am what I am by the grace of God. I am what I am by His mercy that He's given me. I am what I am because of the peace that He's brought to my life. And I can have that and I can discover it because I'm confident in this one thing. That day at that little Baptist church, I brought myself into the presence of the only Savior this world will ever have. His name is Jesus Christ, the only begotten, the only one of a kind of the living God. And because of that, I can have the confidence to live this life. Doesn't matter what next year brings. Doesn't matter what tomorrow brings. Because you see, the same God I worship today will be here tomorrow and here to be here Unless he calls all of the time. I have the knowledge that God will provide, he will guide, he will sustain, he will strengthen, he will deliver, he will encourage, he will save, he will give life, and he gives life real. I'm not just existing, I'm living life. 
you and I have hope. The biblical definition of hope is the supply. We don't, we don't use it the way our dictionaries use it a lot of time. I hope tomorrow things will get better and all the facts. You say, Brother Greg, I may not be here next year. You may not be. Brother Greg, you may not be here. I may be home with all We were talking about Sunday school class. So Walt said it was a Sunday school class. He said that they were his brother Sonny's birthday. His brother Sonny died a few years ago. And he said, me and Sonny were always in competition. And guess what? He won. I'm still here and he's in God loves me. You and I don't have to sleep. Give up. This year, something's going to happen probably the day you do. Something's going to happen the day you do. Something's going to happen the day you do.
know this message is a little short this morning, but we, we got something we want to do a little bit, so we shorten it up a little bit. But <coughs> if you stand with the place. Great participation. We're going to have our invitation place and we'll do something else. But if God's speaking to your heart this morning, if, you, if you're in the service and you don't know Christ, you just personally take it, today is the day of salvation. That's why this church exists. exists. It's simply for you. If you're here in your heart, we want to help you find your way today. You may be in this service and you just want to come and talk to God. The altars are going to be open. Pray that God will give you what Paul wanted Timothy to have. God's grace, God's mercy, and God's peace. The The one who was. 